This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show just for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this bite-sized episode, Jason and Kyle share a practical tip that every e-commerce leader should know. Let's jump in. What are we talking about? We got a, a pretty cool topic, I think. We'll teen up for tip of the week this week, and that is the search wars, particularly for products. Oh, yeah. So you cool. recently came across some research that yep. came out, and I think it'll be worth talking about. And really, in essence, how Amazon has sort of passed Google in yeah. terms of where people go to search for products. But there's also a twist on that, which yeah. you uncovered in some of your research. So I think it's worth talking about. So let's jump into it. Yeah, I saw this article on Bloomberg that sort of teed this up for me. And um, so um, the article basically did a, it was a survey that was done of 2000 consumers. So that's a small sample size, but it's still mm -hmm. 2000. Uh, and they asked the question, uh, where do you start your online shopping? And so 49% said they start on Amazon. 36% said they start on Google. And then 15% said they start on their preferred website. Now, so they didn't say that could be Etsy. It could be Craigslist. It could be, you know, Facebook marketplace. Uh, could be your own, like somebody's mm -hmm. Shopify site or somebody's website. Uh, but I'm fascinated by this because, you know, a lot of times when we think of organic search, we always just think, oh, I've got to engineer things for Google right. and really focus on, the uh, the blogging or strategies that will get organic search results from Google, but in fact, yeah. Google is for online shopping. Thirty six percent of people start there, at least according to this survey. So yeah. you know, when you really it makes you stop and think. Dang, I mean, like for our own business for Pixie Fair, that means that the forty nine percent of the people that start on Amazon, they don't even know about us. They don't they don't encounter my stuff. I'm not on Amazon. So I'm like, dang, man, um, that's a real concern. So I wondered what your perspective on it was. I know there's yeah. other surveys out there that share different things as well, but um, I think it's important to think through. Yeah, for sure. I, I, it is sort of the direction in which the consumer is moving in terms of their behavior. And that's what the, that's, what's interesting about this. wasn't just a one year study. This was over the course of like the last three or four years where we've seen Amazon, just begin to to become sort of this instilled uh, brand that people go to, go to, yeah, go to for, for product. Like yeah. you might still go to Google to look for information, right? Yeah. But in terms of you're looking specifically for a product, you may go to your the preferred website, right? Fifteen percent do. But how many of those fifteen percent then actually go check it on Amazon as well Maybe. as a price check? I think yeah. that behavior does play yeah. into it depending on what type of product they're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. And then some. I mean, there's hundreds of millions of prime members that already have their uh, information stored yeah. with Amazon, their cards on file. It's a one click. They can just basically do it. So it's speeding up the process. There's a convenience factor of that and a trust, right? They know they have a good return policy and yeah. shipping and all, all that other stuff that we know about, right? Yeah. So what does that mean for us as brand owners that are trying to sell and, and have our products be standalone off of Amazon? I think for, for me, it is, you have to know sort of what's happening in the marketplace, right? Like you have to be aware of that back. If 48% yeah. or 47% are looking for products, how can they you defensively, if you're not 
relying or even want to rely on Amazon as a sales channel as your primary business model, which, you know, for, for Amazon FBA sellers, that is the case, but for, but many, for me, it's other, not. So, yeah, for you, it's not. Right. So in yeah. your situation, yeah. is there a space for you to have a product presence on Amazon yeah. that allows you to be there from a defensive standpoint, even if you're like, I don't even care if I'm making necessarily money. If I'm, yeah. if I'm there, but I'm breaking even, it's not costing me if I'm not actually spending money to be there, yeah. but I can actually generate brand awareness through that. Yeah. Then that's much more of a defensive model for Amazon, which and in many cases, that's what bigger brands are doing, right? Like many of the bigger brands that are using Amazon as a sales channel, they don't even put all of their primary offerings of their products on Amazon they'll post a couple of them or products they're or products they're trying to liquidate quickly, right. To get yeah. exposure, but some of their more expensive or margin based or higher velocity items, they actually are pulling off of Amazon, keeping it on their website because they want to give people a reason to go to their website as opposed to Amazon. So they're using Amazon to do what they know it can right. do, which is yeah. the top level search. They want people to discover them. So it's discoverability but then for maximizing profit, that might right. be a different approach. Okay. That's for interesting. Sure. I think the other piece to me that's interesting is um, just the idea that, you know, I think customers have become aware of what's on Amazon generally sure. Sure. and what's not, because for example, I'm not on Amazon because our core catalog can't be, they don't sell in the format that I deliver in, mm -hmm. uh, which is digitally downloaded uh, products. So um, PDF files. So, um, you know, so I think customers, I mean, that's part of the mechanism is people just know where they're going online to find what they need to find. A lot yeah. of people who are looking for, uh, you know, local items for garage sales or local sales, pickup stuff, they're going to sure. go straight to Craigslist. They're going to go yeah. straight to Facebook marketplace. Um, mm -hmm. So they, they'll start their search in the right spot, narrowing it down, knowing that Amazon's not the solution. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is fascinating. Uh, the consumer is becoming sophisticated the marketplaces are becoming sophisticated. And that means for us as sellers, we have to understand the sophistication and figure out what to do. I love the topic. I mean, it's for just sure. fascinating to me. Um, and the question, the real question is, will Amazon continue to become more and more dominant or is it plateaued or is it going to decline? And will the other preferred brand or preferred websites, you know, go up over time? Yeah. How will Google fare? Uh, compared to those other two categories. It's all interesting. It's like, it is war. I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's head to head <laughs> combative. And, and I think some of the things to, I would watch for over the next few years is one, to your point, will these sort of preferred websites gain more market shares? People just kind of are like Amazon eh, don't really want to work with a huge gigantic company. I think there's some of that sentiment now. Yeah. Um, two, how does Google respond? to the whole e-commerce. And I know they're, yeah. they're thinking aggressively about that now, building in sort yeah. of shopping experiences directly into Google search components where you right. can hook into your Shopify store. And could a tandem between Shopify and Google together take market share away from Amazon? Because okay. you know, as we know, yeah. Shopify is opening up a whole fulfillment network and trying to handle that piece of it to be competitive. So yep. I think that'll be interesting over the next couple of years to see how Google responds because Google has a ton of money, right? They're not poor yeah. and they see opportunity and they don't want to be giving up market share, which they had because if, if the history of this is that Amazon actually arbitraged Google traffic to build their brand at right. the beginning, right? Yep. Like Amazon for years and years was the biggest spender of Google AdWords. Yep. So they basically were taking that, the, the Google traffic, arbitraging it to Amazon to build the brand. 
And so Google's yeah. now, I'm, they're aware of that. So and that's we talked, how Yeah, we talked about that a few weeks back when we talked yeah. about if, is Google referring less traffic to websites? Mm -hmm. So go check yeah. that video out if you want to go deep For on sure. the path we think Google is on. And we refer to Rand Fishkin. Yep who was the CEO, founder of SEO Moz and his research based on what Google's do, doing. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I think they're on their own journey of figuring yeah. out how to capture more of the online sales, uh, e-commerce retail type uh, traffic and, and opportunity into their own ecosystem. Definitely. Um, Go to yeah. the blog post, check that out. Yeah. Now, I think here's what's interesting. If we can take Amazon's tactic and, and use it against them, and that is sophisticated sellers, I think, are siphoning off Amazon traffic to their websites and the cycle is repeating itself. Right. So that will be interesting to see where that 15% preferred number grows over time. If people can defensively yeah. and as a, as a lead generation model, use Amazon Absolutely. to pull brand awareness and do that and basically repeat. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's an, it's a fascinating situation. We're all in together. So if you like this type of topic and you'd like to go deeper into it with us, the inner circle, is available uh, for um, you to join. It's our uh, group, uh, coaching topics and conversations, and uh, it's a Facebook group, and then we do special trainings. And so you can find out more about that on winningonshopify.com. And um, so check that out. And then you can also uh, apply for one-on-one -on -one coaching. We do coaching with clients one-on-one. -on -one. Kyle and I love working with people building their brand, their e-commerce strategies, their you know sales channels through Amazon and and uh, eBay and Walmart.com and Shopify. And uh, so we'd love to have you apply for that. It's by application only. And uh, we have a video call where we sort out together, uh, whether it's a good fit for you and a good fit for us, whether we can add a lot of value. And if we can, uh, then we're happy to start working with you, if, you know, if you're in the right place for that. Definitely. So um, I think that about does it, anything I'm forgetting on that side, I think that that's it. And I'm glad that we both got the memo and wore the exact same shirt today. So gray, we're both up? wearing gray shirts. So once you're in the inner circle, we're not going to send you a gray shirt, but that we're would be cool if we did, if we did, <laughs> you know, you could, yeah, it would be cool, but we're not going to. So yeah, we're not a cult. Uh, we're not. No, no. All right, man. Good times. Talk awesome. to you soon. Have a good one. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The E-Commerce Leader. Hey, don't forget to subscribe because when you do, you'll get notified. And next time you log into your podcast player, you'll see our latest episode nestling at the top of your lists. Thanks again for listening.